Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Sparking Wholeness host Erin Carey. And we're doing a simulcast today because we're talking about planning. And one of the things I realized when I was working on my 2021 planner, Erin, is that on January 1st, we get to say, you know what? Hindsight is 2020 because 2020 <laughs> will be in our rearview mirror. But that doesn't necessarily mean everything's going to change. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that. <laughs> and I think that that is such an appropriate phrase for like this entire upcoming year, 2021, but you're right. Like, and I think that that's kind of, it's, it's heavy. It's a little bit weighty realizing that we're entering a new year, which typically for me gets me so excited to have a fresh start and new plans, new goals, all of that but we still have the weight of everything that happened in 2020 and things that are still different and that are not how they used to be. And we're still dealing with even the grief of all of that. So yeah, I, I'm with you as much as I want to say hindsight is 2020 and I'm excited about that. We're still kind of living in this new reality. Absolutely. You know, and I think that was one of the things that, you know, when I plan and I use different planners, like I use a planner for my radio shows, I use a planner for my coaching, I use a planner for my family. And, you know, I used to put everything on like a Google calendar and everybody was color coded, like Max was blue and Zach was green and radio was red and company was blue and coaching was yellow. And I would open it up and just about fall over because I couldn't stand. And even though I could turn different calendars on and off, I found returning this year to a paper planner to be much more soothing, much more in control. And because I've been using time blocking, which, you know, I didn't think would work for me because I'm, you know, I work full time. So I thought time blocking really is just for kind of like stay at home moms or part-time moms, but it really isn't anymore because we can set our same, like we can set our own hours now. So if my time blocking, like what I found is my time blocking is different in the morning because I'm not taking my kids to school. I'm not commuting. So my time block in the morning now until eight o'clock is like my time block. So I journal, I pray, I meditate, I stretch, I do my workout. Like I get that two hour span of time because I don't have to deal with kids getting dressed, kids going off to school. I don't have to get dressed. You know, I just kind of have to look good from the shoulders up. 
Yeah, no, that's so true. From the shoulders up, that's important. You know, yes. <laughs> we can. It's like right now, hmm, I'm wearing my pajama pants, and you don't know you're looking at me on a screen. <laughs> but it's right. true, and and it kind of frees us up in that way. And I will say, I think that's something to look back on and go, how freeing it is not to have to you know, worry so much about wardrobe or perfect hair or makeup, right? Or like some of these things that- Or any. <laughs> had, or any, exactly. Some of these things that, yeah, because I think even on Zoom, um, I think I think there are makeup filters now I heard recently. Yes. I haven't tried them, but I just heard that. I'm like, what in the world? But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of nice to go, okay, what things are actually important and needed? Like, you know, showing up to things, <laughs> that's important. And what's not? And I think that that has been helpful for me in this last year. And that's something that I really want to carry over is what, what can I, what's in my kind of circle of control, you know, what's something that I can control and what is important and necessary. And what's this just extra unnecessary stuff that I tend to take on that I don't need to. And kind of 2020 taught me to let go of some of those things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, very much so. You know, what I found was last year, you know, when I was doing my year end planning and my new year planning, everything was digital because it had to be at the speed of light. It had to be portable. You know, I, I have my phone everywhere. So I wanted everything on my phone. Like that was super important to me. But what that did was blur the line between personal and family and private time and, you know, relationship time, like all those things, those lines got really blurred. And now since I'm literally I walk down the hall to my office, Erin. I don't meet with clients. I don't go anywhere. I've returned to this paper planner system because, you know, it takes longer and you, but I can look at my day and I can reflect on it. You know, like today I got up and I'm like, okay, we were up all night playing in the midnight snow here in Southern California, which only happens every 10 years. And I'm like, okay, I can plan my day now because there isn't a million sports to run to. There's not like 10 things to jam in that the kids are doing in school where I got to run over and look at the costume parade or go watch somebody's presentation. You know, all of that came to a screeching halt. And as much as everybody's complaining all about it, I look at the flip side and go, oh my gosh, Aaron, I have time to think. Like I have time to actually plan and I'm not talking plan, like rip out a grocery list, rip off a to-do list, fly through my day, fall asleep, and then wake up in the morning, shot out of a cannon. I can actually look at my day and go, okay, what ordination, you know, what order works for me? You know, before yeah. it was, if I went to spin, it had to be at 8.30 in the morning or 4.30. Those are the mm -hmm. only two classes. But now, you know, I have a spin bike in my house. I'm like, and it never occurred to me when I had a spin bike to spin, like not at 8.30 and 4.30, because I was kind of programmed like a robot. Yeah, no, same for me. And I had my, my fitness classes and I had certain things that I had to be at at certain times. Yeah. And now I, I've learned to embrace a different kind of flexibility and I've had to create a new schedule, new routine. Erin, I'm just going to stop you for a minute. I really want to thank our sponsor today. Our sponsor is Talkspace. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace.com, or you can download the app. And make sure you use the code MOTHERHOODTALK to get that $100 off your first month. You know, Erin and I have been very open about our mental health issues and the challenges we've had as parents, single parents, working parents. And this year, our homes and our offices are also our 
classrooms. We have to deal with overhearing everybody's stuff, you know, their conference calls, their Zoom calls, their homework work sessions. And between Aaron and I, we have five kids and an 87-year-old man and a husband to listen to every day. And that gets a lot. And we laugh because sometimes we'll be texting each other. I'm like, I'm in the car and I'm just sitting in the driveway because I just needed a moment to myself. And that's where Talkspace comes in. They give you the support you need to feel your best. And Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and so much more. And your therapist can also help you set and achieve your goals. They're a super accountability partner. Talkspace is affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy, and their network is huge. Now, my therapist gives me practical guidance that has really changed my life for the better, and I'm so glad that I found Talkspace and got the support I need, and you can too. So don't forget, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. Match yourself with a licensed therapist by downloading the Talkspace app or going to Talkspace.com and use that promo code Motherhood Talk to get $100 off your first month and show your support to the show. Now, Erin, we were talking about planners. And one of the things that I do, like every week, I put my therapy session right in my paper planner. That's funny that you are talking about a paper calendar, because I was just thinking about that today. We were driving home from a kind of a road trip. And I'm putting, you know, I'm on my phone, I'm putting some notes in of some things that I want to get together. I'm like, you know, I need to go back to writing things down, seeing the big picture on paper, scheduling things in and just being consistent with what do I want to going back to what do I want to fill my time up with today? Because I'm in control of that. Because I think sometimes I get so overwhelmed thinking about all these things that I have to do because I've kind of given up that control, you know, and I, and I haven't embraced it and made it work for me. And so I really like what you're, how you're going about that, because I think that that's something that I need to do for myself for sure. And just have a new way of looking at things. Well, you know, one of the things that I did and, you know, anybody who's on Instagram can do this or Facebook, you know, look up a planner and then they'll retarget you with all these different planner options. And the planner that I'm using this year, it's really cute. It's like a 12 week planner. It only has 12 weeks out of the year, but each day it has a space. And this is really important to me. I have a space at top to write an affirmation. I have a place to write what I'm grateful for. I have a place to write what I'm excited about. And then it has six categories where like, I know if I do something fun, spiritual relationship, family and friends, personal development, health and fitness, if I do something in one of those, all of those six categories during the day, I'll feel good. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I, I yeah. tend to like fall all over work and then I'm like, oh, I got to get my workout in and oh, I got to get dinner ready. You know, it's like a slingshot and um, it has a place for your schedule and your main goal for your wins, you know, and then it has some, um, it has a place for you to put your prayer meditation or reflection. And what I found was three planners worked for me, Erin. Like I have just a plain old appointment planner. I'm like a dentist. Like I just put my appointments in and then I have this like journal-like planner. It's made by Clever Fox. They didn't endorse or, you know, sponsor us today, but And then the other thing I ordered was a running to-do list on Amazon. It's literally a bound book and it's a running to-do list. And so I can put my to-do list in when I'm done, cross it out. And then 
I'm planning on after a month of using this running to-do list, go back and look at what I'm doing because so much stuff we do as moms never ends up in our planner. That is so true. Yeah. And, and that's the problem for me is like the stuff that I plan on will oftentimes kind of just get <laughs> bumped out because I have other things popping up or some issue with the kid or make a last minute. Okay. Let's go to the park real fast, burn off some energy or, or whatever, you know, like there are all sorts of things that change what I, which I like, I like having that flexibility of doing that, but yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of things that come up that I can't plan for. Right. So, yes. That is a good point. Well, and you know, when I, I, I think a lot of times people, I never did this until last year when I taught actually a class on planning and I'm like, Oh, we, I learned all this new stuff. And one of them was to go back through all of your old schedules. like go back through three months of schedules and look at what was working for you. Look at what wasn't. And what I found was like my eight 30 workouts were almost always on target. I hit them. But when I looked at my 430 workouts, they had like an attrition rate of 80%, like 80% of those were canceled. You know, like somebody had soccer or something ran late, a client needed this. So, you know, I learned looking at my own schedule, honestly, if I don't work out before 10am in the morning, it's probably not going to happen. Because I'm yeah. too tired, like I'm doing dishes, I'm, I'm cooking at night, feeding yep. the family. And then you know, I still need to take a shower. <laughs> you know, sometimes my shower doesn't happen till seven o'clock. So the likelihood of me going to the gym or working out from seven to eight and then go to bed at nine, like, no, it's just not going to happen. So I think our, yeah. we looking through our old planners and looking through our old things. And that's the thing about digital is you can't really, you can't really see all the notes. Mm-hmm. You know, That's you just true. erase something or you cross something out. And what I found was looking at my old paper planners from this year was that there was a wealth of information in there. And because I started, if you use a paper planner, I make like grocery lists down the sidebar. I might say, don't forget, you know, all these things that never show up in my digital planner. Not, not that I'm, you know, arguing with digital planners. I think they're great and they're portable, but you lose a lot of the information that's available to you. Like when I don't make my gym class, I cross it out with a big X or when a meeting is canceled in my book, I cross it out and I put a C with a circle next to it in red. So Mm -hmm. all of this information, I also saw clients that repeatedly canceled on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's, that's a good point. And also I think looking back at, at the older planners, because I, I do love looking to see what I've accomplished, you know, and the things that are like, maybe the goals that I set or the things that I, that I planned or dreamed up or wanted to do that maybe didn't happen that month that I planned for it or wanted it to do. But since then, however many months it's been since has happened. And so I do like that aspect too, because I'm, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about New Year's resolutions, <laughs> but I used to be gung ho about New Year's <laughs> resolutions and I would just make my list and go crazy. And the last few years I've taken that whole you know, pick your word of the year thing. And, and I've kind of implemented that where I just pick a word to go for, but I kind of think this year I'm going to do something totally different and pick a mantra. That's going to be my, not like, so it's kind of a goal, but (laughs) not a resolution, but you know, and so right now what I'm thinking, who knows is I'm nourishing myself the best I can right now. Something along those lines is a mantra that I'm picking up because if I can consider that, you know, everything that I'm doing is nourishment in some way, right? Like it's either fueling me in a positive way or a negative way, whether it's food or relationships or activities or 
spirituality, whatever it is, then I can give myself grace and go, okay, I'm nourishing myself the best I can today. You know, I'm choosing the things that are going to nourish me for today. So I don't know. That's something I've been thinking about just because I do get bogged down with all the, we've got to plan this, got to do this. And so that's yeah. kind of just a grace giving statement that I can reflect back to myself. But what, what have you done in the past for resolutions? And those yeah, things? because it's, it's like, we become a never ending to-do list without yes. like an overarching, um, last year I did the word of the year, like last year, my word of the year was faith. Okay. And so I made sure that everything I did was a walk within my faith and, you know, it was okay. I mean, I kind of walk in faith anyway, so it wasn't the greatest thing. And this year, my thing was the nine pillars of health, like to make sure that I know that there are nine pillars of health and I attend to all nine because I tend to do my body physical health, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily think about my emotional health, my mental health, my intellectual health, my financial health, my, you know, all these different health. So I'm kind of been kicking that one around, but with my, um, with my resolutions, I don't call them resolutions because to me that feels like failure probably because I failed so much about, and it feels like a lot of pressure. So I have changed it last year to intentions. I made my new year's intentions. And so it doesn't rope me into anything and it leaves room for progress, not perfection. Cause that's the problem with a resolution. You know, I resolve, it's like a legal contract, you know, to lose 50 pounds, let's say. So if mm-hmm. I get to 49 pounds, I'm an, I'm, I'm a failure. And if I get to 51 pounds, I'm a superstar. And so that, that yeah. really hit me, you know, last year and the years before going, I really don't want intention. So if my intention, if a resolution. So if my, my intentions for 2020 are to, to lose weight, and I know that doesn't follow the smart goal rules, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, and you know, whatever R is whatever they are, but you know, it's not tangible like that. I know that if I keep in mind that my, my health matters, my health is comprised of different things. I make different choices than I do when I feel restricted or like I've, I've made this contract with myself because I know realistically, maybe I'll lose 50 pounds. Maybe I'll lose 35, but all of that is good. And that's, what's not reflected in most resolutions. No, that is, that is so true that um, I totally agree with that. And I like intention. So give me an example of what a new year's intention would be for you. I would love to hear that. So like my new year's intention is to journal nightly. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm my new year's resolution is to write in my journal every night. My intention is to journal nightly. Now that means if I don't, and it's an intention, I'm still okay. So right now I don't journal at all. So if I journal once a week, once a month, it's still better than what I was doing. And that's what I'm looking for this year with intentions. It's about better than rather than a contract stress induced thing that if I only hit one out of 99 options, I'm a failure. Cause that's the thing about like, you know, I love smart goals and I think, you know, they have a lot of play in things, but I also think that they can be defeatist. You know, like when I look mm-hmm. at some of my measurable goals from last year that I set my smart goals, they weren't very smart because my smart goals didn't account for me having cancer and going through treatment. So mm-hmm. therefore, yeah. 
if it was a resolution or a smart goal, it would be a failure. But since my intention was to live a health-filled and faith-filled life, I could get up in the morning and meditate and that was enough. Like if my body wasn't feeling well enough to work out, that was okay. Cause I didn't fail my contract. I didn't renege on my resolution. Yeah. And, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, and I think too, like for some of us, you know, and I think you, you and I were pretty similar in a lot of ways, we can set really high expectations for ourselves, oh, sure. you know? And so when we miss out on those or we mess up, we beat ourselves up for forever. And that's, so, so unhealthy for, for our brain, for our bodies, for everything. And so, yeah, and that's something that I've really been working on with myself in this last year is realizing that my stress thoughts, they impact every part of my body, you know, any, any fear that I have, any worry, anything that I'm like, stressing, like whether it's something I ate, then I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have had that. Shouldn't have had that. You know, cause that's a really easy example or something I messed up on that I didn't do right. Oh, I can't believe I, we ruminate over things and that's really dangerous for our bodies because it stresses our bodies out. And so I, I like the idea of being gentle with ourselves and setting intentions instead of these really high expectations <laughs> and well, goals that we're just going to beat ourselves up about. Yeah, because the, you know, the problem with specific is if you don't hit that specific target, you failed. You know, like yeah. I, I thought about, you know, many years ago, um, and I think of my friend Noel with with this all the time. I, I used to run a sales team in Beverly Hills and we would make a lot of money. And her first year sales goal, her commission sales goal was 150,000. Okay. Now she hit 139,000. So she came to me all upset because she failed her goal. And at 150,000, you got your fees back. So you got another 15,000 on top of it. So you would get 165,000, which is a lot of money, right? For most That's a people, ton. Yeah. It's yeah. a ton of money. <laughs> so how are you a failure? And I sat with her and I said, Noel, last year, what did you make? She, she made 33,000. And I said, this year you made 139,000 and she couldn't see that she had made like almost four or five times what she made the year before yeah. because she was so fixated on this goal. And I'm like, Noelle, what did you buy this year? She goes, well, I paid off my car. I put a down payment on a condo. I'm like huge, huge monumental steps forward. And, you know, this was only a couple of years ago. And then I realized the way we set things up in our mind you know, for planning, for resolutions, for any of these things, determine our reality. You know, her reality wasn't that she made 139,000. She made like a hundred and whatever, 107,000 or whatever the math is, you know, more than she did the year before, but she was a failure because she didn't hit her goal. And so, you know, we had to do some significant brain retraining because all year she's like pushing towards that goal, pushing towards that goal, pushing towards that goal. And that's no different than the 39 pounds lost out of 50 or 139,000 out of 150, you know, like, and we tell people progress, not perfection, but in planning, like goal setting and resolutions all kind of wrap together. And so we have to take a really hard look and go, is it more important for me to hit the 150 or the 50 pounds lost? Or is it more important for me to, to, to get there? And if that goal doesn't get there 
in one calendar year, is the world going to fall apart if it takes 13 months? Like I gave out this year, you got one. You were the recipient of the Julia Cameron program that I did last year, The Artist's Way. And that was a pretty amazing program, but it was supposed to be completed in 12 weeks. It took me 27 because there were just some days like you're supposed to have this artist date with yourself. Well, who's going to have an artist date in COVID with two kids at home, you know, and my dad, like, I'm sorry, I can't make an artist date and go out and paint in the, you know, in the COVID weather, the parks are closed, you know, like things like that. Like most of our goals, most of our resolutions, most of our things don't allow for natural disorder, catastrophe, mistakes, you know, kids getting sick. And then we get down on ourselves and we beat ourselves up because we didn't achieve our goal. We don't turn around and go, wow, I lost 39 pounds or wow, I finished that program. Cause that's what I had to do. Like when I looked at my start date, Aaron, you know, in the beginning of the book, it says like, write your start date here. And I'm like, oh, the pressure, (laughs) you know? And I realized (laughs) I started it June 12th. Well, I didn't finish it till December 13th. So it took me, right, but I finished, but I had to have this argument with myself going, because I felt really stupid going, wow, it took me 27 weeks to finish a 12 week program. And I felt really bad. And then the other side of me is like, but you finished like, and then I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, this was a lot of work. I got it done. You know, and that's the thing is we set these goals in a vacuum. Like we're not mothers, we're not parents, we're not spouses, you know, we're not human beings that get sick. You know, when we set these goals and these resolutions, that's why I think calling it an an intention means your best intention to do it. And if you can, you can. If you can't, the world won't fall apart. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I like intention. I like giving myself grace because it doesn't happen a lot. And I'm so hard on myself. So I love that. And I love um, the, what you mentioned, the artist's way, that whole program with the morning pages. So anybody who hasn't heard about that, I highly recommend looking it up. It's something that I've wanted to do forever. And Sandra reminded me that I need to do it and make it happen this year. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Another thing that, that you're making me think of when we're talking about planning, and it's something that women, we don't do a lot. And I have to mention it because health and wellness is such an important part of, of what I do is really being intentional about tracking your menstrual cycle and knowing that in different weeks, you're going to have all sorts of different hormonal changes going on. That's going to dictate the way that you're able to function, the way that you're able to exercise, the way that you're able to nourish yourself, whatever nourishment means for you. And that's something that's been really good for me because I have had some major hormonal fluctuations this last year, which could be COVID induced, who knows, you know, or stress induced um, COVID meaning stress in, in, in this case. But I think that it's really important that we're taught that we just, as women, we can do everything men can, and we can push through, we can, and we can, we can do anything. And I think we can do it better, but we also have to honor our natural cycle and honor what is happening in our bodies. Because when we try to push through and our bodies are saying, yeah, I need to slow down and I need a break that can make things so much worse. And it can cause, you know, our stress hormone cortisol to go crazy and it can cause fat storage. And so a lot of women, they will go on these plants, whether it's a 
nutrition plan or a fitness plan. And they're saying, I'm going to eat the same thing every day and work out the same amount and do the, you know, every single day, but you get to the luteal phase, which is kind of the week before menstruation week, week or so, depending on the person and your body's going, um, I'm going to need a little bit more, a little bit more calories. I'm going to need a little more resting and I'm going to need you to lay off me for a second because I'm working really hard <laughs> with the hormones and I need more of a break. And so we need to listen to our bodies. And that's another thing that I'm going to be really intentional about with planning for this year is kind of tuning into that ancient female wisdom, <laughs> the ancient female intuition that I have because I think I've ignored it for so long because I push, 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 because that's what I do. But there's a lot of, of really cool processes that happen in my body every month. And when I ignore those processes and push through, I'm doing my body more harm than good. So that's something that I'm, there's a, there's an app that I love. Um, oh, no, I can't remember. I think it's called my flow. It's based off of a book called in the flow and, um, not sponsored, but it's, it's been really helpful for me to be able to go through and track where I am, see what my hormones are doing, see what the best exercises for me, the best activities, the best work, you know, conditions for me during that phase. And it's a way to kind of embrace who I am as a female and not get pissed off because I'm PMSing or whatever, you know? So Right. And I see that a lot in my spin classes that I taught last year. You know, I might have anywhere from 12 to 25 women in my class and I can always tell when somebody isn't on target, like they come in, they might be a little slower to get on the bike. They're drinking a little more water. And then I watch them and they're frustrated and then they push themselves. And then by the end of the spin class, they're like shock white. You know what I mean? Cause they've, they've, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, I, I, it never occurred to me. Like I knew sometimes I'd say like in the, uh, in the class, I'd stop and I'd go, Hey, how you feel? Are you feeling okay? And they'll say, Oh yeah, I just got my period this morning or, Oh yeah, I got my period yesterday, you know? And, and it's like, so don't kill yourself trying to do 20 miles yeah. the next day. Like, you know, as, as women, I think it's something that we're, we're kind of taught to hide and be embarrassed about. So like, oh, you know, we, we, we can't take it easy on a spin bike because we're, you know, we have our period. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, I didn't even think of how dumb that was till you pointed it out to me. And I was the same way. I'd be in there trying to do, you know, grinding away as much as I could going, you know, I, I really just need to lay down for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, I think that there are certain times when it's like, if I have to choose and I do, I love, I've been hooked on walking this year, just long walking, not even going very fast, but just walking. It's been good for me mentally. But if I have to choose between a long walk and a nap, there are certain times of the month where maybe my body needs a nap because my body's working really hard and doesn't need the extra stressor, you know? So it's, and that's something it's hard for us to say, because we've been taught for however many years, push through women, you can do whatever. Don't let your period slow you down. You know, like look at the magazines that oh, we grew absolutely. up reading, like all these active girls wearing their pads, you know, get those aspirins right. or Tylenol <laughs> or whatever. No, no disrespect to those, but they're like, yeah, take this. Yeah. And then you can just keep going a hundred miles an hour. Right. And if you want to, that's great. But if you really want to, you know, just tune in and go, Oh, maybe I'll take a break. Then that's, that's okay too. And that's been really helpful for me to learn that I, I don't have to push through and kind of going back to my mantra earlier of nourishing myself best I can, because man, they're like, for me, I've got some hormonal changes going on and I need to take a break 
and embrace them and not fight them because that doesn't help anything either. And just figure out how can I work best in this season of my life? I am, you know? So that's something I'm definitely going to be taking with me into this year for sure. Well, and it shouldn't be to the point, Erin, where you get cancer before you slow down. You know, like for me, what I noticed is like, I looked back at my fitness trackers two years ago, I was getting five to six hours sleep. You know, now I get my full eight, sometimes nine, and that's required. You know, I've been requiring myself to make some significant changes in order to be able to sleep like that. And, you know, thankfully my kids are a little older, so I'm not, you know, up and down with little ones, but, you know, I had to make a conscious decision and my oncologist is like, you need to take better care of yourself. Like we can do so much with the drugs. Like we can do so much with the immunotherapy. We can do these things, but you have to do your part too. And that was really humbling to me. Cause I think as most moms, especially single moms, we think of ourselves as inexhaustible resources. You know, what? I don't need to sleep. I can just write that report. I can get up and do that. I'll get up at four in the morning. And that way I can finish this by the time the kids get up. Like, that's the thinking that I think contributed. I won't say it gave me cancer, but it certainly didn't help. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just stressor upon stressor. I mean, even for example, there there are a lot of good stressors that people add in at the new year and, and they plan for, but sometimes even a good stressor can tax your body beyond what it needs. And so like, for an example, intermittent fasting is so popular right now. Everybody's talking about intermittent fasting and I, and I love intermittent fasting for the most part, but I don't know if it's right for everybody at all times. You know, I think for men, it's been studied to be effective for men and for postmenopausal women. But when we've got all these other hormones going on and we have kids that are stressful and we have, you know, jobs and we have, you know, we're taking on all these other things. There are groceries to do. You know, you add in something like intermittent fasting where it's like, okay, now I have this eating window. Well, that might be a little too stressful. So that's a, an expectation or an intention that might need to be adjusted depending on where you are in life, you know? And so I say for people, if you are really excited about this intermittent fasting thing, don't start off with a 16 hour fast <laughs> an eight hour eating window. Like that is going to be stressful for your body, but start with just 12, just go 12 hours, you know, from dinner to breakfast, anybody can do that. Well, I'm going to say maybe. You know, maybe anybody can do that because we have, we have kids, you know, we have families. We have, like, I think about one of the things that happened to me when I first started the intermittent fasting thing, you know, my dad ended up in the hospital, not because of the intermittent fasting, because he had an appendix burst. And so I was running back and forth to the hospital and I'm trying to, you know, take care of him. And I've, I've got his power of attorney because he's old and my mom's dead. And then I've got a, a kid in preschool and then I've got a kid in elementary school and everybody needs to be picked up and coordinated. And, you know, trying to do my intermittent fasting during that was insane because by the time I sat down, Aaron, yeah. and I can remember that he went into, uh, it was, it was New Year's Eve. And he, I took him to the doctor and then he, they had a shortage of ambulances in Los Angeles, if you can believe it. So they hung an IV in the back of my minivan. They asked me what I drove and they said, we're going to put your father in an IV from the urgent care. Can you drive him to the hospital? There's a 40 minute wait for a transport and we don't want him waiting that long. So they lay him down in the back of my minivan. And this is where it's like awful, but 
I had done my intermittent fasting, but by that point I hadn't eaten for like 20 hours because this catastrophe happened. You know what I mean? Like it just, and there was no time to eat. And I was so hungry. I was almost ready to pass out. And I knew myself, I wasn't going to be able to do hospital food. So I said to the doctor, I'm like, while I'm driving him over there, I said, can I stop at the drive-thru on the way through? I'm like, is that like, is he's not going to die like right this minute? And he, cause you know, they're like, and they're like, no, but you need to go straight through. So like, I'm literally, I two story, I'm driving over to the hospital and I go through Del Taco. I get two fish tacos <laughs> and a large Diet Coke. And then I get to the emergency room. Cause they said, drive right to the emergency room. And it was, you know, the, the Del Taco was right across the street. So I wasn't that far out of my way, but I didn't know if I need to like haul ass over there. I pull up and they're there with the gurney. They're there with everything to get my dad. And when they open the door, the doctors go, Ooh, what is that smell? And I didn't want to tell them it was fish oh tacos. I just let them think oh it was my, my dad being sick. <laughs> you know, Oh, that is insane. Right, but <laughs> but that's a great example. Right. <laughs> All of my intention. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat, you know, 12 to 12. I'm not going to eat. And then all of a sudden my dad's like, I'm sick. I need to go to the doctor. We go to the doctor oh. waiting. Then, you know, we had to go from one place to the other. Then he needed radiology. I take him over there. And then they're like, yeah, you need to take him to the emergency room. He needs to have emergency surgery. Where in there is my protein shake? My, my, you know, I didn't think to put enough in my bag. I didn't think of anything, but I grabbed my purse, his Medicare card and off we went like, but that's the life of a mom. That could be a kid with a fall in the park. And all of a sudden now he's got to have his elbow x-rayed like a sick dog, like you name it. These things are like status quo, especially for a single mom. Like when there is no other person, It doesn't mean you can't do it, but it means you can't beat yourself up for going, okay, I had French fries and a diet Coke and a two fish tacos for dinner. That's not an intermittent fasting plan. Well, neither was emergency surgery for my dad. Seriously. Yeah. And and leaving room for flexibility with all that. And that's, I mean, when we plan things, so, you know, down to the, and I see that, you know, there, there are a lot of, I see, I have friends who get the planners and they're scheduling out right to the very tiny detail. And that to me makes me nervous. I'm like, man, what if, what if something throws you off your plan? <laughs> you know? right. Then what, then what do you do? So yeah, right. I think leaving room for flexibility is so important and, and giving yourself going back to just that grace. And, and that's where, I, again, I keep returning to that, to that idea of intentions, because I'm going to I'm going to take that one. <laughs> I'm going to steal that idea. And I'm going to use that for my year because I think that's really good. That's very helpful and kind to yourself. You know, because I think of the way I used to schedule myself, I would never do that to any of my employees. Like I would never treat them that badly. But when it yeah. came to me, yeah. I'm like, sure, I can sacrifice that. Sure. I can sacrifice this, you know? And I think that's where the stress starts to build is there's so much unexpected. And that's why I, I switched yep. to this running to-do list planner, which means you just kind of brain dump and you write all the things down that has to be done. And you can, you know, put a different color tag next to them, you know, for work and for personal or whatever, because so many things we do, Erin, you know, we started out talking about this, but let's just take the holidays and let's look at my to-do list. The to-do list in my planner has produce radio shows, run ads, you know, call this client, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Okay. Now my actual to-do list that didn't appear in my planner is order and ship client gifts, 
order and send Christmas cards? How about the Christmas presents for the kids? How about the Christmas dinner? You know, how about the, the things that need to go over to the church? You know, that's just one day. And so when Mm -hmm. we look at to-do lists, and that's why I wanted to try this brain dump running to-do list, because you literally pour everything out of your brain, Aaron, and then you assign it to your planner. Like, you know, all these things that need to be done. I know both of my kids need dentist appointments in January. Both of them need eye appointments. I need a mammogram. I've got to have a colonoscopy, like all of those things, only of the appointment, like colonoscopy shows up in the planner. What doesn't show up in the planner is go to the medical center, pick up that crap, you know, put the stuff in, drink Mm -hmm. it, plan that time out. Like none of that appeared in my planner. Oh, just, just colonoscopy 2 PM. Like, like that takes 20 seconds. Right. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because we have to schedule the time to prep for all of these things and make sure. And in my case, I'm still needing to get childcare for little ones for certain things. And that is another stressor. And then I need to be planning for too. So yeah, so it's not like, oh, I'll just plan this, this, this. I need to make sure, wait, do I actually have someone who can watch the youngest while I take, you know, like all those things. It is. So yeah, yeah. And I like the, all- I like the brain dump. Yeah, that's all to do's. And that's the thing about like, when you study your planners, and you look at your back planners, you know, when it's paper, you make all these notes, like, you know, for your colonoscopy, it's like, okay, you can't eat after six o'clock or like six o'clock, then for the next day. And, you know, you can only have like, like, I don't know, whatever, I don't know, I haven't done it. So whatever it is, but there's a whole sheet of instructions that I have to follow. So I know that that whole sheet of instructions is only going to translate to my planner as the appointment time. And that's not really fair. Like you talk about like organizing your kids or take caring, caring for your kids just to make the appointment for them, you know, like for you to, to do something, you will not only have to arrange care for them, but you have to make sure that there's food there. And if they're swimming, wherever they're going, they have sunscreen and they have their bathing suit and they have a towel and, you know, they have $5 if they want to get something from the snack bar, like that whole thing of just getting a babysitter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. there's like 12 steps in there. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and, you know, the way my brain works with these things, it's so funny. You mentioned all the add-ons for kids is I tend to get so non-detail focused, like, because I'll be thinking about, oh, I got to take my kids here, but I also have to do this thing out here, this thing over here. And I get over- overwhelmed with all the other things I have to do that I forget the simple things like, I don't know, packing snacks for my kids. So I'm the mom that my kids are like, I'm hungry or I'm thirsty. And I'm like, oh, I have nothing for you, <laughs> you know, wherever we are. Like, huh, I don't have water. I don't have any snacks. And, I, you know, you have those friends who they're always prepared with the snacks and always prepared with something for the kids. And I'm like, no, cause I've got all these other things I'm thinking about. I can't even think. And so, and that's, that's kind of something that we get caught up with any year. And I think in times of, of stress, like yes. this last year has been, it kind of is at worse because we can get, and I, and I recently talked to somebody who kind of, there's a reason brain does that, you know, our brain is so busy trying to process the stress that our brain can't process these necessary details, you know, and can't make clear decisions because our brain is overloaded with the stressors that it can't process. And so I just really interesting. And so I need to figure out a way to release those other stressors or to categorize those stressors into a planner 
or into a to-do list and take account, you know, make an accounting for all of those things. So that way I'll actually be able to make <laughs> those good, clear decisions and have my brain freed up to do these other things that I need to do, like, you know, pack snacks for my kids or whatever. Well, and that's because everything in our brain has equal weight. You know, like I've been giving a lot of thought to this over the last weeks. Like I bought a bullet journal, you know, like just a journal with those little dots in it. And then every mm-hmm. night before I go to bed or like, you know, not right at bedtime, but like, you know, as I'm, I'm preparing to go to bed, like kind of before I brush my teeth and get into bed, I sit down with this bullet journal and I open it up, I write brain dump on the top and I'll send you a picture of it. And I, my first brain dump had 43 items on it. And what I noticed oh, is everything had equal weight, which was new battery for bathroom scale was right next to pay the mortgage. Like, <laughs> hello, like but they're equal weight. Like when you dump it out of your head, you realize there's everything in the kitchen soup or kitchen sink in there, but it's like Mm -hmm. a soup where everything has equal weight. And what you're talking about, like with the bag for the pool stuff, like no snacks, no water, you know, but yet you threw three towels in there and maybe you only needed two. You know what I mean? Like there's things in there everything has equal weight. And when you write it down, and that's why I bought this nice journal. It was like $9 on Amazon. It's blue. It has a moon on it so that I keep it by my bedside. And before I retire for the night, I sit down and I write that brain dump. And then I take a picture of it on my phone. And it's amazing how much is in our heads and how much everything has equal weight and it can't. And then, so when I get up in the morning, I take my phone and I look at it and I write everything down and put it in its place. So my to-do list has the right things. My order things are together because I'm just not that organized, Erin. I can't sit down on a piece of paper and put everything right in the planner. I have to pour it out of my head first and then look at the list and go, okay, how do I do this? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think in the brain dump, before bed especially is so good because how often do we lay there and like oh no I have to do this oh I forgot about that oh I need to do that and so if you're brain dumping on a piece of paper before bed you're kind of clearing that space so your brain can calm down and go to sleep because man when I don't get my sleep recently I was given a supplement um, by my doctor that's supposed to help with you know I'm talking about hormones a lot everybody loves hearing about hormones but (laughs) um, I was given a supplement that's supposed to help but it made me wired at night where I wouldn't, I couldn't get good rest. Well, then that started throwing me off during the day and I I was just miserable. And so I finally, you know, I talked to her, she's like, yeah, let's, let's stop the supplement. We'll try something different. Um, But it's just so sleep is so important because if we're not getting good sleep because our brains are overloaded with everything going on, or if we have kids waking us up, because that still happens to me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, we're not going to function. Or, oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, it could be, in, yeah. Um, or in your case, snow, right. <laughs> a blizzard. That could, that blizzard can in the too. middle of Los Angeles. How is this happening? Yeah, ser- <laughs> seriously. But yeah, like those kind of things can really throw us off. And so I think it's important to be able to have a clear brain as much as possible before I go to sleep. Otherwise, I'm not getting consistent deep sleep for sure. So I I like that brain dumping before bed idea. Well, that brain, you know, putting it in a book, like, you know, I used to just scribble on a piece of paper and that wasn't satisfying, but putting it in a book, it's neat to go back. And this is when, this is when I had that epiphany of like, wow, not all this stuff shows up in my planner. You know, like when I put my brain dump down and you looked at the 43 items I had just in one night, and then the next night is like 27. And then then it's 23. And then it's 30. 
35 and then it's 14. You know, as I've gone on each of these, these nights and done this, and then I look at that in the morning and I go, okay, you know, this can be put off. This can be done. This can be bundled. I can go to the store and buy all of these things. Stop at Lowe's. Like all those things I was trying to do in my head um, that wasn't working. And when you look at how much you're actually doing, you kind of sit back and go, I kicked ass this week. Like when you actually keep all of your scrappies, like I used to be like posted here, scrap note here. You really don't have an idea when you use a brain dump journal, like a bullet journal brain dump. And all you do is brain dump in that you realize how much you're responsible, how many things you actually get accomplished every day. And if you don't get the one or two things that are really important to get done, you feel like your day's a failure, even though you've accomplished, you know, it's like, we're back to that $150,000 a year or 50, 50 pounds lost. You know, we have to know not everything has equal weight. So if we can get the top three or four things done that are important then we can blow through yeah. the rest of the list. But I don't think many of us can do that without a piece of paper helping us organize our thoughts. Yeah, no, that's so true. Because if we don't, we are seeing everything as everything is important. Everything is urgent, you know, and it's really hard to sort out what is it that I actually need to do right now? Because there, how many times have I gotten started on one thing? I'm like, oh no, I need to do this. And oh, that's important. And I'll just be constantly be getting interrupted, you know? So I think that that's, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Love it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm so thankful that we had this conversation because it, it just helps me crystallize, you know, what I'm going to do for 2021. And I'm not going to do what I did for 2020 because it's a new year. It's a different me. You know, I'm a year older, a year wiser. My kids are older. So everything has to flex. So don't feel bad. Like I threw away three planners I didn't use last year. You know, I bought this one planner. I thought it was going to work for me. And it was like $20. And I felt bad going, well, I don't want to waste the money and I don't want to throw it away. And I can't give it to someone because it has all my personal information in it. And then I'm like, this is stupid. Like it's not working for me. And so that's when I arrived at the bullet journal for my brain dump, my running to-do list, and then my appointment planner. And we'll see how it goes. Because like maybe it, yeah. in February, you know, we'll check in again and, and talk about how did our first planners work for the year because maybe they work here and maybe they don't. And then we need to shift. Yeah. And it's okay to shift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shifting all the time. I'm shifting into 40 this year. So I am turning 40 in May. So that's going to be a big shift. So that's <laughs> I'm wonderful. giving myself all the grace. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome to the forties club. You know, we love it. It's wonderful. And you know, your body does change and you need to shift, but I think I'm getting happier as I get older. So I'll take it. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Whole year, so on all behalf of, of Aaron Carey and Sandra Beck, Sparking Wholeness, we will be back again next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.